0: It can travel anywhere in time and space. Right. This is going
1: to be fun. Up we go. Into time and space. Welcome to Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn.
2: And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. So, happy December ween.
1: Yes. Happy December, Wayne, to you too.
2: And so, because it is December, we did our tradition.
1: We did, we did, we actually remembered to do our tradition, which is <laughs> not time. what happened in November. Oh. And we read our uh, Doctor Twelfth.
2: Now, which was also interesting. Again, you never know what to expect as far as the companions. You know, is it going to be Clara? Is it going to be Bill? Oh, Bill again? Bill would have
1: been fun.
2: I did not expect.
1: Missy! It was Missy.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had our two uh, Scots time lords.
1: Yes, yeah, and you were very cross with me because I don't do a very good Missy impression.
2: Right, so.
1: But your 12th Doctor was, I thought, was on point, darling.
2: I, I don't know about that. You're <laughs> <laughs> I, I just making me. <laughs> um, but though I did did uh, the twelfth does not have any speaking lines in this one. As, as I think Missy has more speaking lines. Oh yeah, but more she dialogue. Should. Yeah, she should the
1: 12th, do. So. Yeah.
2: Tall Doctor just being grumpy and following Doctor, her around.
1: Yeah, yeah, trying to catch her do things, and of course the next book that we have up.
2: Right, you so say you would think. Ah, you're going to get the thirteenth Doctor, but nope. That is not the next book in the series.
1: It's the Christmas special. Yes, there
2: is the tenth Doctor Christmas surprise. I don't know if that's the actual title, but anyway. So yes, well, and so on Christmas, uh, we'll be doing our holiday in Charleston, South Carolina, and I guess that'll be what we'll do that day. Yes,
1: we'll take it with us. That's is that all we're going to do that day? Don't, that's... I don't
2: have anything else on the diary yet. <laughs>
1: no, not, no, I don't think we did. We <laughs> we're going to be Mike. doing
2: escape rooms. We're going to be harbor. And bus tours, and we're going to be doing something else.
1: Haunted pub crawl.
2: Haunted pub crawl, And but nothing actually on Christmas Day.
1: Have you ever been on a pub crawl? No, I don't think so. (gasps) This is so exciting. (laughs) Well, we actually do
2: our... You know, bring along our scripts and just do different scenes from whatever you want to do. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. we will have just gotten finished doing uh, some performances of a Christmas carol dinner show. Mm -hmm. Uh, One performance is sold out, so we opened up a second one, and uh, that's all very exciting. So, uh, yeah, we'll still have that deep in our heads. And I used to do a Christmas carol as a pub crawl when Mm -hmm. I lived in England, so... uh, yeah, that's my plan, is that we will go from pub to pub, and I will recite lines while, while some poor sap is trying to tell us scary stories.
2: And then, I don't know if you don't want to highlight anything, but we've been sort of sl- slowly going through it's, it's, It does make good, interesting background. Um, the 11th Doctor... Doctor Who confidentials. Mm -hmm. Or is it Doctor Who's confidential? I don't know. But anyway, so. I mean, they're short. They seem to get shorter every time. But it is a little interesting. Uh, Yeah,
1: I think it's very interesting. Anyone jumped
2: out in particular?
1: Um... I'm to I mean, it's interesting
2: because it is just basically Matt, Karen, and Arthur just playing around, which is fun. I so. quite
1: like the fact that in this one that we just recently watched, Arthur got to swim with sharks.
2: Yeah. This one, like, I don't know if it's just like they, they like couldn't actually uh, film at the episode, so they're like, I don't know, we sent, excuse me, we sent Karen to do a driving test, um, and then we sent Arthur to swim with sharks. So that's the episode, I'm like, that's okay, that does nothing to do with the girl who waited, but sure, it's fun.
1: Fun times, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, my cultural moment was that. She was just taking her driving test, but...
1: Well, she wasn't actually taking her driving test. I know, test, but, but... But, yeah, she had never learned to drive. Yeah, but I guess she's a city were, girl. you were a bit yeah. startled by that. I mean, in, every in fact that
2: American has a driver's license.
1: Yes, yeah. Unless but, you
2: live in uh, New York. That's the only place on in the United States where you don't have a You're
1: license. probably pretty close to right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I lived in England for 11 years and never drive.
2: Yeah. And you were an alien living off the government, though, so... Uh, yes,
1: yes also so, true yeah.
2: yes all right well to
1: be fair i worked as a teacher so when you say i was living off the government, doing the work that nobody else could do because surrey was too expensive to get on the housing ladder so no teachers wanted to teach there exactly there you go all,
2: all right. right well let's get to the episode which we just watched 10 minutes ago which either means very good or very bad i don't know. So I have no synopsis or outline, this We're is all just going to be... by the
1: seat of our pants yeah, here. Is,
2: but darling, this is going to be totally cool.
1: Ha <laughs> ha, I get what you do doing there. It's, I mean, it's not very funny, but I know what you're doing. Know and
2: help us talk about <laughs> It Takes You Away, from Series 11, Episode 9, which premiered, as we talked, December 2nd, twenty. Eighteen is Suki. Suki,
0: welcome. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jessica. How are you doing?
1: Hello. Good. How are you?
0: Fine, thank you. I'm a bit knackered. Bit knackered. Oh I'm just a, you yes. Know, it's the middle of the night here, so uh, bear with me if I stop snoring. No, <laughs> ab-
1: absolutely. Although you do have to tell us. Did you? When did you learn to drive? Do you drive? I
0: do drive, yeah. Uh, yeah. I started driving eighteen, so somewhere like over okay. twenty twenty five years no nearly thirty years ago
1: so so fairly fairly normal time for you then,
0: well, eighteen that
2: was low late, I mean
0: uh, no 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 it's not. we have, uh the Lord is uh, eighteen over here,
1: that's what I thought, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I- didn't want to jump in on that one, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for
0: Americans. Yeah, they, they
1: can drive and drink on the same day. <laughs> not advisable, no, I mean, uh-huh. but Definitely doable.
2: Not. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: I mean, being a teacher, you probably saw half a dozen students, one time or another, probably ever uh, a few too many to drink. Oh, drinking. yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's not just 18. You could probably start drinking well earlier than that
1: yes particularly yeah. if you're with your family or if you're having a meal or yeah they served alcohol at the secondary school proms did they yeah so yeah. they just like the, the, the punch you the, was just the students weren't supposed to be drinking but the teachers were more than welcome to <laughs> <laughs> to have drinks at prom <laughs>
0: okay okay no i don't think that would have been allowed at our school i mean the students would have probably just walked in with their own bottles somewhere but no i didn't think they were yes be well, so when
2: we have a guest, i of course like to do a little sort of uh, fandom intro, so can you tell us how you got into Doctor Who and just a little bit about your fandom of how you enjoy Doctor Who, sort of generally what are you enjoying and all that?
0: Uh, well, I started uh, watching Doctor Who when I was a kid, uh, so uh, it's going back over, over 40 years, but I got it through uh, the Target books, uh, reading the books first, and then I started watching the TV show, and I've mm-hmm. been a fan ever since, and... Uh, the Then after, uh, I've got involved in fandom to a small degree uh, where we used to run a, a group in Wolverhampton called The Wolves of Fenwick which uh, we've still got a Facebook page still up right? so if you want to <laughs> check them out because they're still active uh, and then after that um, I've got involved uh, listening to loads of podcasts and uh, these days uh, I'm part of the prog to who podcast Right, so I've just given our own little show a little bit of a plug on yours if you yeah, don't please. mind Yeah, so um uh that's that's about my fandom uh, i've been it says just carried on watching for f- over forty years uh and I've really enjoyed it, and this season I've really enjoyed the season i mean the 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 fan uh the people that I do the podcast with right there's a couple that are not enthusiastic there's a, and then there's a, myself and a, a Craig which I really really like in the show like. I mean what are you guys been thinking about it?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm loving it. I, yeah, what what are the what are the things that the people who aren't crazy about it what are, what are their concerns I guess.
0: Ah, well Mark, Mark and Bob they're both not exactly enthusiastic. Well, they they're enthusiastic about some of the storylines. But non enthusiastic about uh, the way it's been done. Um, they weren't happy with uh, a woman doctor, uh, ah. but they they do like Jodie. But they they weren't happy with a with a woman doctor. Uh, but uh, I, I I'm pretty sure they'll both come on board a lot more with this episode. I mean there 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 was one at one stage. Uh, Bob was really into this, into the show, into the season. This season, and then all of a sudden, he just something happened, and he just went off the cliff. And he came back. <laughs> he absolutely hated it, right? He just did not like it. And then in the last couple, last episode, he was back on board. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they what they're thinking, uh, what they think about this episode when uh, we record the podcast tomorrow. But uh, ah. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping they'll be really really enthusiastic about this one. It
1: was it was a really it felt very Doctor Who.
0: <laughs> I mean, there were the titles there and everything. Really? So I know
1: that was the, the music Tardis. that sounded really um, similar. To- yeah,
2: I mean, they didn't really move in time. It was the 2018, but but yeah. So let's get <laughs> into it. So, darling, I'll I'll focus on you first. What were your general thoughts, having watched it ten minutes ago? Um, what were your sort of general thoughts about this episode? Yeah, like, did it take you away?
1: It took me away yes um did exactly what it said it was going to do on the 10 didn't it um no i like i say it felt like a doctor who episode you know the mirror and the the parallel universe and the alien who wasn't completely evil and all of those things that
2: a bad guy was
0: human the bad guy was human
2: well, I mean, not the bad guy. But, I mean, the father who was kind of abandoning his oh, the, daughter because of his grief. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah but he wasn't the thing no, that no. made it happen. But, you know, so. every
2: theme of this series has been the bad guy are humans. <laughs> humans are terrible. That but is in the series. This
0: This yeah. this This wasn't. This didn't really have a bad guy as such. No, it's they, true. Right? They mm-hmm. had a, a universe, uh, that, that was the Solid Tract. It was a universe that was very lonely. It just wanted to... Uh, uh, to meet uh, other other beings, maybe right, mm. and get involved, uh, and then not be lonely, basically, right. And the doctor realised that towards the end, what was happening, right. Uh, the and that's how it used people's feelings. That's why it used Eric, uh, the father, uh, and managed to bring back uh, his wife, so he so she, he wouldn't be lonely. And she, they the solid track wouldn't be lonely, and it's, it used the same with Graham and Grace, right. It, it had those things. But you you could tell it should have been uh, maybe an evil monster. Maybe it should have been an evil monster, but it wasn't. It was just a lonely, lonely, what is it, a a conscious universe? Mm.
1: Mm. And those are my favourite episodes where it's not as cut and dry. It's it's one of the reasons that I'm not as crazy about the Daleks or the Cybermen because they tend to be... Sort of one track, black and white. I like the episodes where they're not doing the right thing, but they've got... Reasons. Reasons. <laughs> reasons.
2: Well, of course, yeah, I mean, that's good just a good. Well, and I say this from my perspective. I mean, it's just good writing. I mean, or at least interesting writing. And maybe I'll... Good, to, uh, you know, what does that mean? But interesting writing. I mean, to have the uh, antagonist, for lack of a better word, to be something a little more layered than just eat kill, it. kill, eat. Yeah. eat. Yeah discriminate discriminate that is what they say right yeah um, yes, <laughs> i'm, I'm saying about the rosa episode um, <laughs> you're a moron <laughs> uh, but yeah uh Suki, sort of what did you think of this episode you know in comparison to so it's kind of how the i mean this is uh, the other uh, eight episodes how do you think it takes away stood out or didn't or was in keeping with re- the rest of the it, series
0: it, to me personally I, I, I have like the two very f- the first two historicals uh, they were really emotional uh, and I, I, and I really did enjoy those sort of episodes, but then you needed an episode like this, which is just a full-on sci-fi, sci-fi story, which didn't didn't affect me emotionally except towards the end where Graham. It, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yes. we all
2: had the. I'm not crying, and you're
0: not crying, and we're all <laughs> no. Finding I, things I'm going to tell you, I was crying. I'm not saying mm-hmm. to you guys, but I was crying. I did have tears the second time I watched it as well. I did have tears. <laughs> Right, and I was thinking, yeah, that's, that that does hit hit home. Right, Graham is still grieving. Graham is still feeling lonely. Right, uh, and you you think that he's going to uh, he might decide he could stay with uh, the solid track, the, the creature because it resembles Grace. But it's mm-hmm. only when he realizes the Grace creature, right, does not want to save Ryan, he realizes that's he, he's got to stand up and say. I've got to go. You're not Grace, and that and and the, the the tears really started flowing when right at the end Ryan goes to uh, Graham, calls him Granddad, and I think I thought that was going to be an end of season moment. Me well, too. I thought that or at least for the the New Year special, New Year's Day episode. I didn't mm. think that we going to show it in the ninth episode. But yeah, I mean, how did you guys feel about the, this sort of episode, these sort of emotional episodes?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, I mean, I'm a sucker for them. So, like, for instance, uh, you know, Vincent and the Doctor is probably my favorite Doctor Who episode. You know, it's an emotional episode, obviously. And so, yeah, you know, R- Rosa and Punjab, you know, are I, I both, you know, great episodes, in my opinion. I mean, I'm always interested in interesting stories. I mean, I know this sounds stupid. I'm, I like interesting stories. yeah. everyone does. But anyway, well, of course, I don't know. That stuff not, may not be true. You know, there's some things about Doctor Who sort of this traditional Lay back, don't have to think, just enjoy mm. the ride. So, but anyways, I like a complex ride, I like a, a something that makes you think or have a reaction, and and not just the you know. I mean, I do like an occasional boom, boom, bang, bang, good guy wins. But yeah, I, I do prefer the emotional or, or a complex. Not as you said, not all the time. I mean, you gotta have to be able to breathe every now and then, and 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 let your characters do some other things. But yeah, I do enjoy a little bit more reaction, especially with this large group. I mean, not that you have to, but, you know, in the 21st century storytelling, you know, you want your characters to be a little more dynamic than maybe they you could have done in the past. And so when you have this Team TARDIS, you don't want to make them react and, and have these moments. And so I thought it was funny. I was actually yelling at Ryan near the end of the episode. I'm like, talk to him. Go over to him. This is your, you know. In
1: that moment where you see Graham in the foreground and you can see Ryan in the background watching him. And Graham's shoulders just sort of drop. You know, it's the, the grief has become so fresh again. I just thought that was such a beautiful moment, um, and would just like to take the time again to say for all the grief that I heaped upon Bradley Walsh before this season started. I heard, I yes, can I, can I have only- been listening. <laughs> I can only he's eating apologize. Words with every episode. Absolutely, he's absolutely. Just, he's just
0: a game show house. He's just a game show house. Yeah, exactly.
1: That. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I I was wrong. Later on I will do the I was wrong dance which is traditional in, <laughs> in our, our marriage. Yeah. Okay,
0: I'll look to see that on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and at, at that moment when that happened, I knew that the grandpa was coming. I knew it was coming, and and then I started rethinking. I was like, "Wait, is this the last episode?" Because <laughs> like you, I, th- I thought it was gonna it was gonna be a, a final episode kind of thing. But I liked the way they did it. You know, uh, Ryan just sort of bumps him with his you know shoulder to shoulder bump. You as,
2: know. Y- as men communicate, yes. <laughs> and, and so it <laughs> wasn't
1: this you know sappy realization moment. It was. I, I thought it was very real, and I liked the way they handled it, and I cheered.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the I think the acting was great, and, and maybe it's a cultural thing, but I, I just thought like there's ways to play Graham where he would have been like weeping or. Or would have been so like when he saw Grace, or when he was talking with Grace, that would have been bigger. Or when he was, you know, on, on looking at the fjord because it was a really nice fjord, um, that mm-hmm. that would have been bigger, you know. But it was just very controlled, and, and and even when he was talking with Grace, you know, and it was, you know, it wasn't over the top. But I mean, you could still tell from the way, he... but it's a very subtle yes. that character
1: yeah. of Graham, very who, understated but beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, the way he's been playing it all season. He, he he has been the highlights for for yeah. me. Um, he's a lot better a lot better actor than most people have thought. Because uh, as as uh, Jessica said, right, the, I've only known him as a comedian and a game show host. I've not really seen him in any of his serious uh, uh, acting jobs that he's done. I mean, he, he was in Law and Order for somewhere like ten years, Coronation Street as well, where there's a lot of dramatic mm. storylines. But I never used to watch that. Right, so mm-hmm. I've never really seen him acting like like this. So the way he did do it, right, uh, talking to Grace, the way it uh, he, he seemed to convey all his emotions without uh, overacting, uh, mm-hmm. it was brilliant. Uh, and I think he sh- uh, if when it comes to like supporting acting nods towards the if there any if there's any anything going for, I'm sure he'll be in the running for this sort of them sort of awards.
1: Oh, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think he's the Billy it's Piper good. of the. I would say. Doctor. I think that's yeah. that has to be a Doctor Who term <laughs> from now on.
2: He Billy Pipered it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the, the the other two, they, I mean Yaz has just there doesn't seem to be much character development for Yaz. Ryan mm-hmm. is the only character development he seems to be getting is in relationship to Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. For Yaz, she seems to be like just a foil for the Doctor, for her, the Doctor to just sound off her ideas. I'm uh, mm-hmm. thinking that's a bit of a disappointment. Uh, maybe there it is too crowded in the TARDIS. Maybe uh, they could have gone with just one, maybe two uh, or two companions instead of having the three where they've got to try and shoehorn storylines in for them all.
1: Yeah, and, and it's something that we've talked about. You know, we... We have wanted to see more of Yaz. We've wanted more character development. We were hoping to get it with the, the Punjab episode, and di- it, it we didn't get a lot of character no, development No, you did
0: not her. at all, no.
2: It was uh, just like, we're here because of her, but uh, sit in the corner, Yaz. We're going to just talk to your family. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. And again, it was a concern before the season started that three was a lot to bring in. Mm. Um. But I don't want to lose her because yeah. <laughs> okay. I think there's so much potential there. She's
2: almost, and again, I mean, it's not the actress's fault by any means, but it's almost like she's a classic who companion, and the rest are new who, or, or at least it's like like it's writing. It's like she's being written as a 1970s character, you know, and they're being written as 20 21st century characters, and so, um, which you know, that's I mean, that's a backhanded compliment, I suppose, but you know, she, the whole Nyssa effect that's been thrown around with her, you know. Um, I mean, you know, she did get her moments. You know, she told Ryan, "This is how you behave with children." You know, mm. we did
0: acknowledge that yes, she is a police officer,
2: um,
1: and, and but, they have been reiterating that.
2: But
0: um, but there the mm. was some of the bits like uh, she's supposed to be a police officer. She does the investigating, but I can't mm. see her with her training turning to the doctor. Go, I'm not following that nutter into wherever he's going. Right? Yeah. I can't <laughs> yes. see her saying that. Uh, there was also somebody else that she said. Um, but I can't, I can't call her now. But there's also uh-huh. something else that she said that I thought, uh, with her police training, she would not have said that sort of stuff. So maybe mm. they've just gone for a bit. As you said, a nineteen, a, a classic Who companion, right? Uh, the way she's be, she's been uh, portrayed as a classic Who companion, as uh, uh, where once uh, her initial story's over. Right, she just becomes a companion for the doctor to bounce things off. Right, but in the new Who, sometimes uh, the uh, the new Who companions, their story, uh, their background is still uh, still relevant in the episode that they're actually doing. But with uh, Yaz, it seems to be uh, she was a police officer. That was it in the first episode, and then after that, she just doesn't seem to be utilised with her investigating skills. Uh, uh, her knowledge a training that she's used as a police officer she's just become a foil for the doctor to bounce things off
1: which is ironic considering we've met way more of her family than anybody <laughs> else's
2: yeah it's like we're trying to make her interesting guys but I mean, I mean but it's like well don't make her around her make her do things you know make her yeah. and i know there is a bit of a you know the the chibnall directive and i'm making this up but you know as much as he's going for the episodic and i you know that's a fine approach for this you know i'm you could do it either way, you know. Do the usual Moffat RTD long game, or do episodic for some you know. Whatever doesn't matter. But if you do episodic, obviously that sort of like ties your hands with too much character development, because if you're like, well, you should just be able to watch any of them. Now of course they've done that a little bit with Graham and Ryan again not you know I don't know what the yardstick we're using to to measure it but like you know you don't get a lot of changes but we get stuff that if you're watching every episode you get something that Each builds off and goes, pays off yeah you know there's some payoff to these things um, whereas yes yeah, it's just like yeah so I don't know yeah so let's get into the story a little bit Norway I, that's I don't know if we've ever had a Norwegian Doctor Who story I'm sure we have. And fifty plus years, but I don't think so. But anyway, no. yeah, but... I also thought it was interesting modern day Norway. So, like you know, it was just sort of like you know, it, whether it's you know someone who's in the UK or someone in the US, it's it's you know it's always like a UK story, you know, UK based, you know, and you know present day or past or future. And so just to be like Norway, like oh, someone was throwing a dart at a map or something, or yeah, just, yeah. I don't know.
1: Pr- present day Norway, okay. almost two hundred years before the. Woolly massacre, Uh, the Woolly uh, Woolly uh, woolly uh, Revolution, Woolly Woolly Rebellion. Yes, Uh. (laughs) which which I think now they need to show at
0: some point.
2: (laughs) The fifteenth Doctor will have. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, the setting was a bit... Uh, Norway, they, they, this story could have been set anywhere. They could have been set in America. It could have been set in Canada. Yeah. They could have been set in South America. Anywhere. I mean, they didn't need a Norway, Norwegian... As long as
2: it was rural. And... Yeah. It yeah. just,
0: just needed to be out out in the middle of nowhere to be able to uh, uh, to make an isolated storyline uh, between mm. the, the, the characters. And so, I mean, I, I don't think there has been a Norwegian setting before at all. I'm pretty sure they're right.
2: And then the young lady, and again, we haven't had have time to research, um, and, and there hasn't been a lot of Hannah. posted. Hannah. But yeah, Hannah, I, I assume that actress is actually blind?
0: Yes, Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor Warwick. Warwick?
2: And Ele- again, I don't know if we've ever had a blind actress in Doctor Who. Maybe we have again, but I would doubt it.
0: Uh, I so. don't think we have. We've had the deaf actress. We've had deaf actress, but I don't think we've ever mm. had a proper... A um, proper, uh, an actual <laughs> blind actress.
2: They had an eye patch. It doesn't count. Uh, no, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no um,
2: but, but yeah, but, I mean, it's interesting, you know, not to get into, like, ableism and all that, blah, 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 but, you know, and to have, you know, okay, the character's blind or it's a blind actress, you know, have that character who's actually blind, you know, and all that stuff, but, but, I mean, it's, it was an interesting, I mean, it, it adds to the story, of course, because, you know, it. you've written around that, though, it, I guess, you know, having the doctor write, um, You know, write the chalk saying "I'm, I'm," you know, drawing a map. When she's saying, "Eh, "Her dad's probably dead."
0: I think that was the only element that they really needed a blind actress, uh, a blind character for, because Mm -hmm. they could have gone with an actress that could see everything. Right? I Mm -hmm. I mean, not an actress, um, a character that could see everything. Right? Mm -hmm. Hannah didn't have to be blind, but the only time I think they might might have just auditioned a lot of people and decided this uh, young actress, Eleanor. Walworth was probably the best one for the for the job, and then made the character blind. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, she she was very very good in the episode, the way she uh, handled herself, and the way she uh, she came out with her uh, her grief as well towards the end when she realised that Trini was not a uh, was not her mum. Uh, so I mean, I was dead impressed with her. Yeah, because I, I
2: think maybe because we were watching the Doctor Who Confidential's. Um, but basically it's the, the the 11th Doctor one where it's the dollhouse and the little kid and whatever when they were doing that one. You know, that, I, I don't know if any Doctor Who episode has ever been scary really for me. But like this one, I mean, it was building up to be kind of a scary episode. You had these strange noises and then you have this abandoned house and it's boarded up. And then you, the girl, she has these sunglasses and looks kind of odd in a way. And then it's revealed that she's blind, but then you have the the dark passageway. So I'm like, this was actually, you know, a, 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 I guess, a scary, maybe, um, I don't know, on the, on the Doctor Who scale of scary, but like an eight, maybe. I don't know, out of ten, I don't know. But I mean, I thought all these sort of elements, you know, the the flesh eating fly or moss, moss yes. yeah, and, and 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 the dead people coming back. now it's not scary, but it just sort of adds to this tone that's been established. So it was very haunting. I thought so
0: the 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 bit that I thought was not scary scary but I thought was effectively done were the fly moths right and, mm. and the the bit where uh, ribbons was killed and you see uh, the fly moths have basically ripped his flesh off and then they start flying after it, and there's one little fly moth that comes out of his eye socket.
2: Oh, yeah, I did see that, yeah.
0: I thought that was really creepy, and that was a, uh, probably a very good idea <laughs> as to who, yeah. who decided to do that. Right, But uh, that uh, you never see... I'd, I don't think... I'm pretty sure we have never seen anything like that in Doctor Who before. That was probably a, too, a bit too creepy, maybe a bit too scary for uh, some of the Grucible. little kids. But I thought it was an excellent little Well, we were like breaking
2: image. grandpa's necks in the first episode so and stealing his teeth. So, you know, I, yeah. uh... <laughs> and I'm still not over Kerblan when they killed the nice girl. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, like kids are watching. Kids are watching. Yeah. So this is, and it doesn't matter because again, with Doctor Who, I don't always need to know everything. Whatever, just enjoy it. But I, my question is for the: so, Do you have a theory of how did that guy get there? Uh, the guy you were just talking about, like the how did he get? Into- ribbons.
0: I, I just don't know myself. I mean, oh, the, yeah. the 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 universe suddenly appeared. The, the, right. The 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 solid tract universe was there, and then got our own universe and this anti zone appeared out of nowhere to uh Mm. to buffer it as i said but how long as ribbons the fly moss the six six legged rats how long have they been there Uh, have they been there years and years has that portal been there years and years it was not explained but the the doctor did ask ribbons how long have you been there and he goes i've always been here so maybe he came into existence at the same time as the anti-zone, uni- anti-zone buffer came into existence. I mean, what, what do you guys think?
2: Well, I did note, and I don't know, because I know there's maybe more Americans, so I doubt they were going for this cultural reference, but the light reminded me of the balloon in It with the little kid carrying the oh. red balloon. Um,
1: well, that's creepy. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, just the lantern has sort of, you know, had that balloon kind of look to it. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, even the fly, like, it was sort of just like, you know, whatever, it's just a creepy place with creepy things, go with it, you know, so, I don't uh, know, yeah, and even him, he was very, you know, obviously not a good guy, um, you know, the old Mr. Two
0: Knives. Um. <laughs> yeah, The actor, the actor's a com- mm-hmm. well-known comedian, over here called called, uh, it's Kevin Kevin Eldon, right, so he's not known for playing these sort of, um, these roles, he, he appears in many comedy shows, so it was a bit of a, str- uh, we thought, I thought personally, I thought he mm-hmm. was going to—he was not going to be under the louds of latex like he was, and he was just going to be the comedic role because I knew he was in this episode. But then when he appeared as that right, and he was a bit of a, a fresh take on what he's what he usually plays on the television. So yeah, he was he, again another good character, another good actor playing that character. And he was—he was super creepy the way the way he threatened Graham, the way he spoke, um, and the way he coveted the um, the sonic screwdriver. But because mm-hmm. he couldn't, just couldn't help himself, he needed that sonic screwdriver. He had to, uh, when the doctor says, Don't move, don't move, he's the one that goes for it. <laughs> and, and, that, and that way, the others all escape.
2: You know, I was, I was actually, I mean, you know, it, not that it's the biggest thing in the world, I was actually scared for the sonic screwdriver, because she said early on, man, I really like the sonic screwdriver. I'm like, oh, that thing's screwed. Yeah, <laughs> right. Something's going to happen to that thing. And then he was, he was, you know, um, looking at that drooling all over it. I'm like, oh, that's a goner. We're getting a new screwdriver next year. Um, but I guess it survived.
1: So. It did, it did. Only because, you know, he was horribly mauled by... Moth. he was mothballed he was he was mothballed
2: high five um but then also when we got the grandpa at the end i'm like oh god graham's gonna die now isn't he <laughs> um, but i'm like well i've seen the new year special and he seems to be in it yeah so it at least say for another two episodes well the,
0: the, the, see, the new year special that they, they they really they put out a synopsis for that episode and they should have they missed the belt there they should have just said as a doctor and friends uh for the new the, the new series, but they went and named all three companions, and yeah. you, you you just know then that the end of nothing's going to happen to them in the final oh. episode, which is you know becomes a sort of anticlimax which yeah. yeah. bit of a shame i was just gonna say what did you think about the frog right at the end yeah it was
2: because this is the problem i mean and again I, this is cut both ways so i i'm not complaining too much because i don't want uk to yell at me but like the problem with doctor who of course it comes up much earlier there and so i can't look at social m- media because everyone's talking about it you know boohoo first first world problem but like you know but i can't help myself i'm check you know facebook like because twitter i know i gotta stay away from but Facebook, I usually think, is pretty safe. But no, then it pops up there, too. And, <laughs> and then there was some, like, I don't know. I, see, I know there's a lot of negative Doctor Who stuff these days, which well, is a minority. I know. Which is fine. I, I I can ignore that stuff. But it was sort of like, this article popped up, like, fans livid over villain reveal. And I'm like, oh, gods, what happened? You know, I don't, you know. And so then I see it. I'm like, oh, it's. Because so when I was waiting, watching the episode, I'm like, okay, well, this is who's the villain going to be that I'm going to apparently, you know, hate be so much, apparently. Um, and so the Toad, it was sort of, I was sort of t- two minds at the same time. Like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. But then the, the doctor th- also thought it was ridiculous. So it sort of, like, pays into it. So it's not like, he- yes, we we all realize this is ridiculous. Um, but then the doctor made best friends with the Toad, and so it all worked out. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: I did. I I've,
2: also, wasn't the best CGI. That's what yeah. my biggest
1: problem was. I, I was perfectly happy with the conscious universe being a toad. Um, I wish it had been a better CGI toad,
2: but or maybe it had been a model, but still, it wasn't that great. Or yeah. it looks odd. Of course, I don't know how a talking frog should look, but no. Well, I've seen Kermit, so yeah. I know how that looks. Yeah. I, guess, I suppose. But um.
1: well, and Mr. Toad, maybe he needed a a, a big scarf and. That's driving goggles and things like that. Maybe yeah.
0: maybe he should have been a man in a f- frog suit a, You know, go back to old classic Doctor Who monsters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, just a man standing there with a frog, in a massive. No, I'm like
2: col- imagining like like a, like a almost felt
0: yeah, frog suit. I am too. <laughs> 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 just sitting
2: there, and still talks in a dr- grace voice. You're like, well, this is a trip. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, <yeah>.
1: What fun!
2: <laughs>
1: or to to hark back to Matt Smith's first episode, it could be Grace with the toad sitting on her shoulder, but the oh, toad is the one who's talking in Grace's voice. I see,
2: and Grace is just going ribbit ribbit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah, So, so occasionally catching flies yeah. or those weird moth. Oh, things. it all connects. <laughs> there we
2: go. Yeah, I mean it was trippy, but you know, I the episode seemed to be acknowledging that this was weird. And so I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And of course, the, uh, the 13th Doctor, I suppose to other Doc, you know, you know, we'll, we'll talk, you know, two, two episodes from now, we'll do our series overview. I think the 13th Doctor, to me, I, just, I don't have her character just yet, as you know, as a pair to like the 11th or all, all of them, um, but like, how would I describe her? But like, like many Doctors, and maybe the, mostly like classic Doctors, but like all of them all, she has this watchable quality that I don't really care about the story, because she's Good, and, and even if it's a crap story, she, she, you know what she's doing, she's
1: fun to watch. Yeah, she's fun yeah. to watch,
2: and so, and like, in that scene with the frog, which is ridiculous, but like, you know, she's so heartfelt and so her, you know, the, she acted yeah. the hell
1: out of that scene
2: and i know imagine with like
1: the fraud you know
2: because you like you know in really after you know watching all these doctor who confidentials and behind the scenes you know it's just sort of like there's like a blue ball sitting on a chair and you're like acting that thing yeah. and she's just giving this whole you know as you
0: said to we're this.
1: gonna be best friends <sighs> and whoa yeah crikey
0: well, Jody, acting J- challenge yeah Jody knocked it out of the pot there it was mm. a really really brilliant scene she must have known she was just acting to a chair, but the way she she thought that the frog was there, the way she she interacted with that frog, it was a silly scene, as mm-hmm. as people seem to have pointed out in my Twitter feed. But they've gone <laughs> with it, and they've just got decided the way uh, the the solid Track would take on a form that. Um, that he was happy with, and maybe just didn't like Trini didn't like Gracie's form, and just went with the frog uh, from Gracie's memory. And I, I thought that scene was really, really, really brilliant scene. But um
2: yeah, uh, well, one yeah. thing I noticed, and this was a very—I mean, I was going to say it's subtle, maybe it's not subtle at all. But first, I'm like, is it what they've reversed the entire image for all the mirror uh, scenes? Because so like that guy's T-shirt is definitely backwards, and I was like, and then I was like, wait, oh, her earrings on the wrong. Oh, I see what you're doing, cinematographer. Fair play. Oh, wait a sec.
0: Is that oh, so? What you're saying is when when they went into the portal, everything Every- seemed to be reversed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a okay. reverse picture. That's what I was gonna say. Because I'm not sure. I I had, I was watching Jody all the way through the episode, and I was thinking you know, her hair seems to be getting longer and shorter as it was given uh, I don't know maybe it was because it was being shot at different times of the year they might have done the, the, the outdoor scenes first and then the studio scenes mm-hmm. but uh, hair seemed to be a uh, different sort of length maybe I don't no, know it's the reverse image maybe that's that's probably what
2: no, it was no I... I was remarking at the beginning of the episode because I'm all, and I know this, well, maybe it is true, though I would be very surprised if this is true. It almost seemed like this would have been the beginning when they shot this because her hair, not the color, but the length is like the teaser trailer, which, you know, is how long ago at this point? See, like you said, it did seem much longer. Of course, that's
1: if, what the doctors do. Over okay, their if she's doing
2: traditional doctor, yeah, then, you know, their
1: hair by out. the time
2: she regenerates, it'll be down to her butt, you know, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, I did notice the hair was seemed different to me, you know. I mean, uh, not to do the whole woman character of Captain Janeway thing, but uh, her hair definitely seemed... Different. I didn't notice. Yeah.
1: But there you go.
2: Don, you haven't even noticed how I'm dressed today. That's true. So...
1: I try not to make any sort of eye contact with you if I can.
2: That's right. Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> you talk about bad dad, Eric?
2: Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's a Norwegian thing. I don't
0: know. <laughs> but why? If he knew, okay, this, yeah. this is someone else. I was just wanted, a bit curious about. He's uh, he's scared for his. He doesn't want to t- doesn't want to take his daughter through the portal portal. So mm. he he goes and bought up the whole house, stop her from escaping. Why? Why can't he just say I've just got to pop out for a little bit? I'll be back in a bit. Why put all these speakers around the built house? Scare the
2: blank out yeah, of her. Yeah,
0: scare her. She's going to be traumatized. Why do that?
1: Yeah, I, she talks about him not being well, and it sounds like grief just was making him a little bit crazy, and oh. he wasn't thinking straight other than, I can go back and be with my wife. Well, go someplace wife. that has
2: seasons. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that
1: might be a... So, yeah, I, th- I think that that's ultimately, that this was just a grief-stricken man. Right. Um, and he didn't see that he was making a choice he didn't see that he was choosing his pretend imaginary wife whatever whatever she is over his daughter he thought he was managing it just fine he was going back and forth everything was fine yeah he'd been away a little bit longer than he expected to Hmm. but it was fine it was fine um which is you know something that in the throes of grief, I imagine would make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that Ryan was absolutely right, though. His oh, dad her, did he abandon her, her? Dad just took off at the yeah. end of the
2: episode. He's like, "Oh, y'all thought I was being, you know, whatever."
1: <laughs> don't 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 do your Ryan impersonation. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah, but yeah,
2: yeah. So it, yeah, I don't know, Sookie, Watching it for a second time, did that take? I mean, I I know you said you saw sort of had the emotional points, but did it? add or take anything away from the tone of the spookiness since you sort of knew totally what was coming it
0: did not uh, well I, it didn't take anything away i mean mm. the episode was it was uh, as you said right it was it looked like a really traditional doctor episode where the doctor lands investigates, something there is a monster uh lurking in the woods and then it sort of turned on its head where the, when they the realise it's not a monster. There's no such thing as a monster out there. The, the, it, it didn't. It was still a spooky, scary... Well, maybe not scary, but it was a spooky episode. Yeah, Doctor um, Who's scary. Yeah, Doctor Who's scary, as you say. Uh, it just didn't, it didn't bring uh, elements from uh, classic and New Who back. I mean, there was references... To uh, Zygons in the episode, there was references yeah. mm-hmm. to the Third Doctor saying, uh, which was a reverse of polarity, <laughs> which, which just brought a massive smile to my face. Yeah, yeah, I
2: know. I about dropped my drink on that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they went there. Uh, also, I did enjoy the. I mean, I don't know. I you know, give give tip your writers people. Um, the grand story from the Doctor. I mean that whole bit.
1: Oh yes, Grant yes. Number three.
0: She had Granny, seven, seven. Yes, <laughs> Granny seven, Grannies and Granny Five uh, was, was her favorite. One, yeah, oh was yeah, Granny th-
2: Two was the uh, potential Granny. Zygon,
0: <laughs> an agent of Zygons. <laughs> oh. But
2: other than that, I think she's right on this one. I
0: the, thought
1: that was brilliant.
0: <laughs> that, was, that was funny. There was a there was the other bit um, which was Graham uh, with uh, when he uh, they're all. He, he makes himself a cheese and pickle sandwich every time they get out of the I like, Which is a <laughs> callback to Rosa. And I was, and yeah. I was thinking, well, that's brilliant that is. Oh, how do you mean? By, was that a... Was a hungry Rosa?
2: Well, yeah. Remember they were at the restaurant yeah. and they, I, they got kicked out of the left and he's like, wait... Are, are we going to eat? I've noticed a lot that we don't seem to stop. And 13th, you know, the doctor's like, oh, we don't have time. Keep on moving on. So I think it's like, by now he's like, I've caught on. I know we don't yeah. stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh- I think that there's another mention of it, maybe in the Amazon episode. Oh, blam, Yes, where he says, you know, you say that, and and you know, we've only eaten once today. Maybe that was,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like that—the the practical, common man. <laughs> Look, if we're not going to eat, I'll bring a bring a And
1: snack. to be fair, they don't get to eat. She's over there eating dirt.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was. I mean, it's, it's it is a pure doctor thing. The whole first five minutes, I'm like, what the hell is she eating? I'm like, oh, soil. Okay, well, that <laughs> makes.
0: You well, know, this—that's this, a sort of callback to the first episode of this season, where the the doctors eat well, doctors eating soil in this one. But how do you mm. take a temperature? You by sticking your finger up your nose, and you get your temperature. You know, <laughs> all sort of weird little things that this doctor seems to be doing, compared mm. to what other well, the other doctors would have just waved the sonic screwdriver around. And, mm. uh, but she's sticking a finger up her nose and uh, eating soil to uh, find out what's going on around her.
1: I thought it was a very John the Baptist moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man will stick, his, <laughs> stick anything yeah, in his mouth. Pick anything yeah, up, man. Yeah.
1: <sighs> um, I do feel like Matt Smith ate dirt. I remember
2: like, at sort times. of like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, why am I eating dirt? Sort of like, oh, yeah. But well, anyway, yeah. If,
0: if that doctor can go around eating fish fingers and custard, that doctor can then probably eat anything. Absolutely. <laughs> got an
1: yeah, <laughs> iron stomach there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I did like the. Uh, there's a hotel nearby low low yelp review yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway cool awesome well I, yeah I, th- I think this is so one ep- well i mean i don't know how to say one episode left but two because we know that, you know there's just a special a few weeks after that so i don't know how we're
1: one episode left of 2018
2: <laughs> so but uh, so Suki, if people want to talk to you about uh this episode or any other part of doctor who where can they reach you on the interwebs
0: oh, okay right you can reach me on cyberman underscore one five one and that's on the twitter on twitter uh, and then you could also uh, listen to our podcast which is uh, Proctor Who P-R-O-G-T-O-R Who um, on all your uh, compatible what do they call it? Compatible devices just uh, <laughs> search for it uh, we've also got a Facebook page uh, again Proctor Who uh, just follow us on there Fantastic. Awesome.
2: All right. well thanks for coming
0: on hey, no problem thanks for having me guys when you close your eyes
2: I go
0: to the library. Go to the library now.
2: Into the TARDIS library, where we'll be doing another book review here. Um, and this time it'll be your turn yes. to tell me a story that I have not heard.
1: Yes, although to be fair, it's technically your turn, because uh, I did the last one. But
2: We believe in non-gender conforming turns.
1: I don't think that's what that is. I don't think it's got anything to do with our gender. My love, I think you were just lazy.
2: Well, that's gendered. Um, So what will you be reviewing for the audience today? I am reviewing
1: Torchwood Consequences. Do-do-do-do-do. Yep. Remember when we had the bird that made that noise?
2: Do-do-do-do-do. Remember? Outside. (laughs) Outside,
1: every now and then we'd be like, is that the Torchwood theme song? And yes, yes, it was. So this is written by... James Moran, Joseph Lidster, Andrew Cartmull, Sarah Penbra, and David Llewellyn.
2: For some reason, those first and last names sound familiar, but anyway.
1: Well, here's why. Okay. There's a whole thing at the end that's like, hey, this is who we are. And a lot of the people have experience writing for Torchwood or Doctor. Who Andrew Cartmel was a script editor for Doctor. Who classic who classic who yes uh, James Moran and Joseph Lidster both wrote for Torchwood episode both wrote Torchwood episodes mm-hmm. um, so yeah they're um, and they have written other things about Torchwood D- David Llewellyn and Sarah Pinborough have. So, uh yeah. I was
2: very confused when I saw your cover. I'm like, it really took six people to write this, and you explained,
1: Yes, because it is a series of short stories.
2: very cool. Yes, or there hopefully. are
1: two, four, five short stories and five authors, so it all so adds, it up, all adds up all the math work, <laughs> so uh, yeah.
2: Would you like to uh, briefly or not briefly go through each story? Um, Or at least give us a tease or something?
1: Yes, I can give you a little tease.
2: And maybe a rating.
1: One of the things that I really enjoyed about this was that it covered a big span of time. Oh,
2: that's right, because it's always like, is it going to be sort of quote-unquote classic Torchwood with the whole gang, or is it going to be post-season two, or you only have um, Jack and Yanto, or... And Gwen and or, or where? Or, yes. or even post, you know, Children of Earth I don't know. You will tell me now.
1: Yes. And it is a combination of those things. Okay. The Baby Farmers is the first one. Okay. And that takes place in 19th century Torchwood.
2: Oh, with the ladies.
1: With the ladies. The saucy ladies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: Jack, or no?
1: Yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Although he is not, he is taken captive fairly early on okay. and not rescued until towards the end so he is definitely there but not a main character. No that's
2: interesting We sort of get the look on that towards which only saw bits and glances of.
1: Yes and so basically it's about these people who are taking human babies and actually charging their mothers for the privilege so it's women who can't cope with having a women in poverty, right. basically, who can't cope with having a baby, who can't afford to have a baby. And then they charge the women to take the babies off their hands, um, and then they feed the babies to baby monsters.
2: Okay. So Grizzly.
1: Yeah. It's a little grizzly. It's a mm-hmm. little dark. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Which is Torchwood, to be honest.
1: Yes, but I am, I particularly enjoyed it because it's nineteenth century Torchwood, right. and we don't we've seen bits, but this really sort of explores it further.
2: So, did you tell so you? Sounds like you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah i I liked all the stories. Mm-hmm. I got nothing bad to say. Uh, boring, I know, right?
2: Yes, okay. Well, we'll
1: uh, so, the next one up is Kaleidoscope, mm-hmm. and that is it takes place in a time when Jack is gone. Okay, And I can't remember in the sort of canon what no, that's about.
2: Traveling with the Doctor? No. Okay. You're right. I don't know either. So maybe traveling. Ahead. Well, no. Because no. he
1: hadn't picked up Gwen yeah, at that point. No. Gwen is in this. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, but anyway, go ahead. So um,
1: uh, this is mainly a Gwen and Owen and Tosh story. Oh,
2: maybe this was when he disappeared traveling with the Doctor uh um, remember the end of season 1 oh, okay. um and he grabbed into the TARDIS, and that's when he had the adventure with Martha and Ten and all that and then he, he came back season 2 um, if i'm saying this correctly maybe it was season 2 season 3 anyway regardless and they're like where have you been and they all to readjust to him being back because he was gone so long yes okay. okay
1: that must be it okay and so this is a magical piece of equipment mm-hmm. that's like a kaleidoscope and you look through it, and the thing you're or the person you're looking at in particular takes on the qualities you want them to have. okay so um, the Torchwood team starts off by wanting uh, Tosh to be the leader because she's been there the longest, and they think she should be the leader, but they're not sure she can handle it. Mm. and then they find this thing and they look at her through it and Um, she sort of becomes that leader and she's faster than everybody and smarter than everybody. Although she may have been smarter already and and things like that. And then it falls into the hands of this little boy who has an abusive father Mm -hmm. and he looks through it at his father and his father becomes a better man,
2: uh,
1: which is all very nice and good. But This is
2: Torchwood. But this is
1: Torchwood. (laughs) Yeah. And so looking through it also creates this addiction. Mm -hmm. And so Gwen and Owen, uh, yeah, Gwen and Owen didn't look through it very long, so they still have sort of the itch. They find that they've been through a lot of chocolates and things like that, trying to scratch that itch that they can't figure out. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, the boy, his dad becomes a better man, and that's great, but the boy ends up on the streets on drugs
2: okay
1: yeah and that that's that's that hashtag spoilers sorry mm-hmm. um and then we have the wrong hands and that is jack and gwen mostly
2: okay so is that maybe post children of earth after yanto is dead uh
1: no yanto okay. definitely alive okay. still and i think But I think that... It's
2: uh, um, post-Tosh and
1: Yes, I think Tosh and Owen are gone at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, there's a thing that they discover this... Oh, there are people dying. There are people being killed. Mm -hmm. And they're clearly being killed by some sort of alien gun. Okay. Alien ray gun that slices through them and cauterizes the wounds, and so they keep finding bodies completely cut in half. Mm. And so they go searching for the weapon, and they find this supermarket and this gang of boys. And then there's this girl with a baby that the gang is picking on all the time, but she doesn't seem to be paying them a whole lot of attention. And then it turns out that the baby is an alien who's controlling her mind. Okay. And then it attaches itself and is helping her. At one point, they find her, and she's beating up all the gang boys. And Gwen goes to the baby, and she's feeling a bit broody anyway. And so the baby latches onto her. And then the girl's (laughs) free.
0: Right.
1: And then... They end up in the supermarket, and the baby decides that he can't keep Gwen because Jack won't let him, and Gwen's trying to fight it. So it latches back onto the girl, but the girl really just wants to be free, so she blows up the supermarket with herself and the alien baby.
2: So free-ish.
1: Ish, yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, that's so Torchwood.
1: The hashtag that's so Torchwood. Yeah. Virus actually follows on from that a little bit. Okay. Because in that one, and again, it's Jack and Gwen and Yanto, mostly Yanto, mm-hmm. because the alien baby's dad is very angry that...
2: Things have happened. That
1: things have happened, and he blames Torchwood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he comes and um gives gwen and jack these shots these injections that freeze them and they're completely sort of vegetative their brains are still working but they they're completely paralyzed and you know he's like and gwen will eventually die but you're sort of stuck with this forever jack and mm-hmm. he's like i didn't even buy the antidote because i don't care and yanto kills him Mm-hmm. And then goes and it's these humans who were selling all these alien things. So Yanta goes in the black
2: market kind and
1: of. and faces off with the black market people mm-hmm. um, and is a real badass from beginning to end. Well,
2: Jack's at, in, you know in danger. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> so that's very cool to watch and gets the antidote and saves them. Right. We're spoiling all over the place. We are spoiling all of it. Yeah. And the last one is Consequences, and that was really interesting. It's, again, Jack and Yanto and Gwen a little bit. Uh And it's this woman who starts off telling a story that she's written. Like she's meeting with some woman, and she's telling her this, she's reading her this story she's written. But then it goes sort of back into she loses time and she recognizes, she sees Jack and recognizes him but doesn't know how she recognizes him. And then she wakes up on the floor of her kitchen and her housemate's like, you know, you need to stop having all these drunken nights out. And she can't remember why or where she was or any of those things. Um, And that turns out to be a library book that is stealing her stories. Ooh. And when it does that, it takes her memory of those stories. Okay. And so she she ends up sort of waking up in places and, and has lost complete chunks. Um, so Yanto helps her, and then Jack helps her, and they end up having to put the book into the past, into the 19th century Torchwood people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they think that that's going to fix her, but it doesn't completely, and it turns out that the woman that she's been talking to is Gwen, and they erase her memory of Torchwood completely, and then she can finally go on and live her life.
2: Well, and 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 hopefully, if if you know people want to pick that up by the time you've ordered it and it arrives, you'll have forgotten all the spoilers. But anyway, um, uh, but so, but I think that's like an interesting idea to have a book of short stories um, rather than a large novel, because then you do get that taste of whatever
1: bits and pieces yes bits and pieces of the canon and and like i say the 19th century stuff is really interesting because it's something that we don't see a lot of and it's definitely i mean even knowing the spoilers Mm -hmm. it's i think it's worth reading because they capture the characters so well Mm -hmm. i mean it's clear that these are people who have already been writing for these characters and Mm -hmm. and know who they are and And that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. I totally recommend it. I give it four and a half stars out of five.
2: Wow. There's a lot more stars out there, too. Uh Uh-huh. In the universe.
1: In the universe. Mm -hmm. Cool. And in Hollywood.
2: Sure. Well, (laughs) you can put it on the pile and I will get to it. And then I'll have to figure out what, if anything, I'll be reading next.
1: Yes. And now I want... Do we have another Torchwood book?
2: No. No. Our next book is... I can see it, but I can't tell the cover. It's the one that's under the shadow in the glass. Um, it looks like it's probably a 10th or 11th, I'm going to guess off the top of my head, um, without looking at the cover. Okay. that would tell me which doctor it is. Yeah. And then Sands of Time, I think it's a... Anyway. Anyway, but we have a bunch of books. So we'll figure it out.
1: And now I want another Torchwood book,
0: though. Well,
2: they're out there. Post-Christmas, darling. I don't have to buy anything until after uh, so next week will be the last episode of the series. Yes, so there's a New Year special, sorry so it messes that. everything up. Yeah, but anyway, well. so we will be talking about we'll be talking about <gasps> the Battle of Ranscor Av Colos. So I don't know what shortened way we will talk about that because we're not saying that bloomin' title every time. So
1: the Battle of Rack done.
2: Okay, I'll go with it.
1: <laughs> Are you
2: ready to rack?
1: Boop
2: <laughs> So, until next week, enjoy watching, listening, and reading about the Doctor's adventures throughout time Time and space. This is BBC Television.